Welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast, where we question the sacred truths of the online business space and the reverence with which they're held. I'm your host, Sarah Khan, speaker, strategic consultant, and BS-busting badass. Join me each week as we challenge the norms, trends, and overall bullshit status quo of entrepreneurship to uncover what it really takes to build the business that you want to build in a way that honors you, your life, and your vision for what's possible, and maybe piss off a few gurus along the way. So if you're ready to commit business blasphemy, let's do it. Hello, hello, blasphemers. Okay, today I want to talk to you about a story that I heard on the news. So I was driving the kids to school the other day and I was listening to the news on talk radio because I'm at the age now where I listen to the news on talk radio. And I heard a report where they were interviewing a big insurance company here in town that employs a lot of people and has you know, quite a big presence in the region overall. So the reporter was doing a series on how employers are trying to get people to come back to work ever since everyone started working remotely because of the pandemic. So they've been talking to people on both the employer side and the employee side. And today they wanted to know what this particular employer, this insurance company, was doing to entice people to come back into the workplace, not full time, but on a hybrid basis. So three days on, two days off, and then two days on, three days off, whatever. Because even though a lot of companies are making noise about how employees aren't as productive when they're not in the office, and there are a lot of articles bouncing around about how, you know, working remotely isn't that great for mental health and how it's impacting profits and all this kind of stuff, like productivity is the really, really big one. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why the case is being made that people need to come back into the office. There's also a lot of noise for why people do not want to come back into the workplace. So this particular company was talking about having them return, you know, part-time, which is great. So the conversation was centered around what are they doing to make that an attractive proposition? Now, the company in question was making a lot of big ticket investments in quality of experience. So they weren't focused so much on work-life balance, because if you've been around as long as me and if you've been talking to me for any length of time, you will know that I think work-life balance is in fact bullshit. It's a giant myth. There is no such thing as work-life balance, and I'll touch on that in a second. So what they were focused on, like I said, was quality of experience. So this meant things like having a free facility, um, what do they call it? A a free fitness facility for employees that included Peloton bikes. And like we all know Peloton bikes are are hella expensive. So good for them. It's a big investment. They had a full training facility on site for learning about things to do with their actual job, which I mean, go figure. Let's train people to do their work, which, you know, I got to give some props for because there are a lot of corporations that kind of just throw you to the wolves. You get the job. You got to figure it out for yourself. So the fact that they're actually providing a full training facility where you can actually go and learn how to do your job better and considering they work in insurance, that's kind of a big deal. So that's nice too. A healthy food cafeteria, which is always nice. And even an on-site daycare, which is absolutely huge because that is often the number one thing preventing particularly working moms from going back to work, whether it's pandemic related or otherwise. And in fact, that's one of the big reasons why a lot of women turned to entrepreneurship during the pandemic. I don't have to tell you that. You are probably one of them. Because childcare was and still is a huge barrier. I mean, our government here in Canada recently passed a $10 a day daycare subsidy for everyone. And even though that's great, and it really, really brings you know the, the cost of childcare down, it doesn't address the fact that waiting lists are still anywhere from two years to five years long. But I digress. So what is my point? You're probably thinking, Sarah, this podcast is about entrepreneurs and online business. Why are you talking about a giant blood-sucking corporation? 
because I want you to stop what you're doing for a second and think about this. I mean, don't don't stop. If you're driving, please keep driving. That would just make things super weird and challenging and probably not safe. So please drive. Here's the thing. This company is not alone. There are a lot of organizations that are pulling out some of the stops, not all of them, to entice people to come back downtown, right? To make the commute and sit in their cube for eight and a half hours a day. So if big corporate is taking experience and finally making it a priority, why is it that when we work from home, we don't always take the same care in building an experience that makes it worth our while? And I'm going to throw a disclaimer out here and say that I am just as guilty of this. So please do not think I'm getting on a high horse. This episode is as much calling me on my bullshit as I hope it calls you in as well. All right. So what do I mean when I say building an experience that makes it worth our while? Honestly, there's no one clear answer to that. For some, it might be leaving their desk to have a nice lunch in the kitchen or eat at the dining table or in front of the TV or you know, to get a proper break rather than eating at their desk and continuing to work or scrolling on social media. If you've been following me on Instagram or Facebook or social media anywhere the last few weeks, you'll know that I've spent an inordinate amount of time eating all dressed potato chips at my desk because I haven't built in time over the last few weeks to actually get away from my desk to do things like eat. You know, for some, it might be taking time in the morning to go for a walk or to the gym or doing 30 minutes of yoga. For some, it might be having the ability to log off on a Friday afternoon and take the afternoon to themselves before a weekend of chaos and laughter. You know, the what isn't as important as the how. And it comes down to three things, boundaries, capacity, and values. I talk a lot about all three, and I want to touch on them quickly today. We've all been sold this bullshit around work-life balance for years, decades, in fact. And I can probably hazard a guess that most of us feel like giant failures at it because it's still this elusive monster that we were supposed to be chasing, but can't seem to get in our sights, let alone achieve. But what does work-life balance imply? To me, it means having an equal amount of time for both work and for home. And I don't care who you are. It is never that fucking simple. Why? Life is variable, right? Plus, it has this weird expectation, the whole work-life balance thing, of doing attached to it, right? Like, if I'm working hard, then I need to do things to allow me to play just as hard. Or if I'm spending an afternoon off work, hanging out with the kids, then I have to do something to make up that time at work later on that week. There's this weird expectation of exchange of energy because you're constantly trying to balance the time books, right? By adding one more in this column and then one more in that column. And it's kind of like cutting your own hair, right? And that, I don't care who you are, that is impossible. It actually probably adds more stress than it alleviates and it's never quite even. So instead, what I recommend doing is this. First, decide what you want your day to look like. And here's the thing, your day-to-day can look different every single week or even every single day. You get to decide. You get to decide. Yes, if you work for clients, you obviously let them know because communication is important and ultimately, you know, they are paying you. So let them know if you're taking some time off or if you're doing something different or if you're not available on a day. But ultimately, you get to decide what works and you get to decide what each working day looks like. And remember, you're not punching a clock anymore. Even if you're working retainer hours, you get to decide when you do them. And outside of those retainer hours, the time is yours to do what you want. So how do you decide what you want? A couple of things. First is your values. And values is basically deciding what's important to you. 
It can be health, it can be family, kids, fitness, sleeping in late, making time for friends, volunteering, it doesn't matter. It's important to you. You get to decide. What is it important for you to spend your time doing? I'm going to say that again. What is it important for you to spend your time doing? That's essentially what values boil down to. Making your priorities visible. What's important to you? Make time for those things. Now, the second thing is your capacity. I talk a lot about capacity and your capacity fluctuates daily, sometimes hourly. You get to decide each day what you have the capacity for and what you don't. And you get to plan around that. And this is why the concept of balance is one that I don't like because our capacity fluctuates every single day. And because what is important to each of us is different, our time spent looks different. And we need to start acknowledging there is no balance on energy. Like I don't need to make up anything. I don't I don't need to compensate. Now, I want to throw out the caveat that obviously if there are commitments that you've made and you decide not to do them, there are real consequences to that. So I'm not advocating just a willy-nilly approach to life and business. Obviously, there are going to be days where you work more than you plan to. I just don't want you to make yourself wrong for that. So now that we've talked about the myth of balance and you get to decide how you spend your time, I want to circle back to experience. How do we design an experience in our business that makes it worthwhile? Well, when we decide how it's important for us to spend our time and we determine our capacity on any given day, then we get to set boundaries. And it's those boundaries that help us create the experience that we want, but only if we enforce the boundaries, right? I'll give you an example. I have a boundary that I do not take meetings before 10 a.m. Central. Now, here's the thing. I've had that boundary for two years. And I think I've shared before that when I start with a new client, I share with them the how I work document. It's a, it's a document which outlines all of my boundaries, like when I take my holidays, when I answer emails, when payment is due, and that I don't take meetings before 10 o'clock. And they all sign it. They've all read it. They all know that. And up until about a year ago, maybe a little bit less, I was still taking meetings at nine o'clock and freaking the fuck out because I needed the kids out of the car by 9 a.m. and I would pull over into a parking lot because there's no way I'd make it home in time and I'd take the call. Why? Because I didn't want to disappoint clients, especially when I was afraid to lose them. But honestly, because I was more afraid to enforce the boundary. Like if I say no, what's going to happen? So simply having a boundary isn't enough. This isn't one of those, you know, if I put it out there, they will acknowledge it. No, you know, what it did was stress me out every morning when I'd have a 9 a.m. meeting booked. So now I drop the kids off, I get home, I make a cup of coffee, and I take 20 to 30 minutes to prep my day and ease into the chaos. And if the little one's having a little bit of a harder time at drop-off, I'm not stressing out myself or her because we get to take it easy, right? I get to play it by ear. So what I had to do was physically block the time from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. in my diary every single day. Oh my God, I said diary like I'm an old lady. In my Google calendar every single day so that people can't book in there. But more importantly, so that I don't put anything in there. Does this mean if there's a lot of work to do one day, I work later? Absolutely. I have commitments. I meet them all. But I also honor what is important to me, getting them up and ready and dropping them off and picking up my kids without interruption. That's important to me. Maybe for you, it's a run to help center yourself. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's sleeping in or whatever. It doesn't matter. Maybe for you, it's at the end of the day or in the middle of the day. The point is you get to build your experience. You get to make time for healthy food 
and movement that you enjoy and time with people you care about. That is why we became entrepreneurs, to reclaim the autonomy, the choice of how we want to fill our days. So take a look at your business and ask yourself, if this was a corporate job, would it entice me to stay the way that it's currently set up? Would I stay here? When I heard that in the interview, it really gave me pause. It really made me think, you know, yeah, I know it's important and I've taken some steps, but if this was a job that someone was paying me to do and I had to leave the house to do it, would I? And if not, why not? What's missing? I'm bringing in some things to help make this space a little cozier. I'm taking breaks during the day to get outside or at least, you know, go upstairs and grab some sun because my office is in the basement. I've got Siri reminding me to get up every hour and stretch. I've got a basket chair and a little rocking chair in my office for each of my girls so they can come and comfortably hang out here whenever they want to. And honestly, because I love having them near me, they're growing up way too fast. I even have it in my asana to reach out and connect with people regularly. Yes, really. Why? Because I know how I work. If I've got my head down in projects or in my to-do list, I will forget to do other things, plain and simple, including eat. This was one of the reasons I was so valued in, in my corporate job, because I was that employee that just worked until they pretty much fell over, which is also why I had to leave, you know? So it's little things that seem insignificant, but can really make a difference. They can really make the experience of being an entrepreneur so much more enjoyable. You don't need a Peloton bike. You don't need a fancy cafe. You just need to decide what's important for you to spend your time doing each day and decide what would bring a little more joy to your day and then go and do the fucking thing. You are your own boss. So don't worry. You don't need anyone's permission. You don't have to fill out a requisition. You don't have to cut any red tape. And you can stop chasing work-life balance. Instead, you can just go with the flow that you've created and embrace each day as you decide to embrace it. And yes, you can still be successful because success has less to do with how long and how hard you work and way more to do with having the capacity emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically to play the long game because success is not a quick win. Success is in the longevity that allows you to truly set up the life you desire and continue enjoying what you do more days than not. So today, Take some time to decide where you can bring in a little joy, a little pleasure into your day, and then decide how often you want it there. And remember, you can always have success without the BS. I'll catch you next week. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Business Blasphemy podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. But in the meantime, help a sister out by subscribing. And if you're feeling extra sassy, rating this podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with others. Head over to businessblasphemypodcast.com to connect with us and learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have success without the BS.